This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's instincts on war seem to be correct. He's ordered a withdrawal in Syria and pledged a substantial drawdown in Afghanistan. But on Iran, the hawks in the Trump administration are pushing for continued maximum pressure. If the president were more serious about lowering the temperature with Iran, what might that look like? Cato's Doug Bandow comments. There have been a couple of incidents recently uh, with respect to uh, seized ships on the part of Iran and uh, the British. What has been the U.S. reaction thus far? America's reaction has been fairly muted. You know, the president uh, basically brought up again his idea of having some kind of an international force that would patrol the Gulf. I think he recognizes that the fact they seized a British ship is very much tied to the fact the British seized an Iranian ship. So he's been careful jumping into that. It's a bit different than simply trying to interdict you know, shipping in the, in the Straits. And I think he recognizes he'd be kind of getting into a bilateral situation. So I, unusually you know, for the president, he's been fairly cautious, which is certainly the appropriate attitude. So with respect more broadly to uh, the U.S., potential conflict uh, with Iran. Uh, Iran recently said that it had exceeded uh, a a limit with respect to enriched uranium, that it was uh, exceeding limits placed on it by the JCPOA. What does that indicate uh, with respect to the JCPOA? I know a bunch of a bunch of other European countries were trying to keep it going uh, after the US had withdrawn. It's a very measured response. So far, the Iranians are playing it fairly smart. What they're saying is, if you want us to stick to this agreement, we need some benefits from it. It's been more than a year. The U.S. is putting sanctions on. We aren't getting much economic benefits out of it. It's directed at the Europeans, but they've been careful. I mean, this doesn't put them closer to a weapon. This is not a rush towards weaponizing you know, their nukes. What it is is a saying, if this agreement falls, we're going to be back to the situation we were before we had the agreement. And the European response has been, well, you know, these are things that can be reversed. They're really not big deals. So the Europeans have stayed with the agreement so far. It's an attempt to get some leverage and get some benefits out of it. And I think indirectly put a little pressure on the U.S. where you know, Trump says, I don't want them to have nukes. But of course, now they're moving ahead on nuclear, you know, kind of some of the materials production because of this administration. It really shows that his policy has been a failure. Now, uh, John Bolton, of course, uh, advising the president on matters of Iran. It seems that uh, what we know about Donald Trump in Iran with respect to a lot of uh, uh, his comments, however belligerent he would like to be uh, in public, he does not want to uh, get into a military conflict with Iran. Um, where does that stand right now uh, with respect to you know, the we have a, a bunch of hawkish advisors advising this president whose instincts seem to be in the right place. Now, the president, I think, is kind of a blowhard. He talks tough and he talks tough because he believes that'll help him with negotiations, get them to the table, threaten them, they'll make concessions. But it certainly looks like he realizes going to war with Iran would be a catastrophic policy. He said he want, you know, Iraq was a mistake. He wants to bring troops home from Syria and Afghanistan, still has it. Nevertheless, that's his goal. Starting a big war with Iran, it's got three times the population of Iraq. 
It's a lot. It's it's a genuine civilization. I mean, this is something no one would want to get into. So I think it, I think he's his heart really is in the right place in that sense. He seems to recognize that Bolton is an unregenerate hawk. He's made comments apparently. You know, John wants us in you know three or four wars at once. So he understands where Bolton is coming from. I think the danger right now is the Iranians have made pretty clear they're not going to make preemptive concessions. They're not going to go to talks looking weak. I mean, they don't want to surrender. A year ago, Secretary Pompeo put forth a dozen demands that no sovereign country could ever accept. So I worry that simply things like the seizure of the British ship, tensions rise, you know, the questions of drones, you know, did, did or did not a, an Iranian drone come close to an American ship? Did we shoot it down or not? We say yes, the Iranians said no. These are things that could inadvertently get us into some kind of a confrontation. And then all bets are off. Even if you don't want a war, if people start shooting, it gets very messy. So going forward, I mean, what would lay this to rest? I'm not positive that that the president actually wants to lay this issue to rest. I mean, as you as you said, he uh, tries to talk tough and is is loud and sort of uh, blustery when it comes to talking about foreign countries, especially those that are uh, U.S. adversaries. But uh, it would be nice <laughs> if if the president were genuinely interested in laying this issue uh, to rest, what would be steps one and two? Well, the Iranians have said, we're willing to talk, but you need to come back to the JCPOA. I can't believe that he's going to say, yes, we're back in it. But I think if the president said, number one, we're suspending the sanctions, you know, so he's not technically getting rid of them, but suspending them, nevertheless pulling off, especially the efforts to stop the Iranians from selling oil. Then the Iranians would suspend, and again, they could say we're not eliminating it, but could suspend you know, exceeding the guidelines in the JCPOA, and then come to the table. And if the president said, forget previous demands that we've made, this is really no preconditions, we've got to work something out, that there is a possibility then you could get some talks going. The the North or the Iranians don't want to be in a position where they're looking weak. I mean, I think that's the critical thing here. The U.S. constantly talks about its credibility, but it's not the only country that worries about credibility. The Iranians do too. So the U.S. is going to have to make some concessions if it wants the Iranians to make concessions. And the Iranians would like to make a deal, I suspect, but they're not going to give up their foreign policy. They're not going to give up their deterrence, which is their missiles. You know, this is going to be something where you're going to have to offer them something to get something. It's possible, but I'm not sure the president's willing to back away. It strikes me that it's possible that this president, uh, unlike others, would be willing to simply rename uh, the JCPOA something else, uh, make some minor tweaks to the substance of it, and then uh, try to get that passed, and then say, "Okay, I've we've gotten tough on Iran, and and that is, and now we're done. We're back. We're back in something like the JCPOA." Well, I think you're absolutely right. That's essentially what he did with NAFTA. It's pretty much what he did about the uh, free trade agreement with South Korea. Made a few changes put a different name on it, announced that we've gone from the worst agreement ever made in human history to the best agreement ever made in human history. Utterly shameless, but kind of, oh, well, so what? Let's move on. I think that's possible. To me, the critical question is getting to the table in the first place. That is, the Iranians have to be convinced 
that it doesn't look like they're surrendering. And I think that's where the demands that Secretary Pompeo made last year are very problematic. So part of this would have to be the president essentially saying, forget what we said before. This is genuinely open. We'll talk about anything. Then I think that there's a chance the Iranians would come into that. And I I suspect if you said, Iranians, we want some additional stuff on the nuclear side, but we'll give you some additional sanctions relief, you could probably make that deal work as long as you were genuinely committed to sanctions relief and let economic deals go forward. Doug Bandow is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>